This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Why does Comcast Business power more businesses than any other provider? It has technology solutions that put you ahead, like the fastest reliable network and serious savings. Ask how to get a $500 prepaid card with a qualifying gig bundle. Offer ends 10 22 Restrictions supply. Call for details. The Reds Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Even in the international break, Barnsley FC managed to get into the national and international news. The owners have had an initial conversation with the agent of Mario Balotelli. Uh, now, you probably wonder, why always me? But rest assured, myself and Steve thinks there's no real chance of the Italian moving to Barnsley. Do you think he'll move, Steve? Oh, fingers crossed. Oh, you never know, do you? Um, but then again, I suppose with our owners, um, you never know. So... Uh, Mario, ciao, uh, buongiorno, uh, just in case he is listening, this is just for you. Benvenuti a questa aggiunta del rapporto dei Rossi in diretta sull'atmosfera. Anche nella sosta internazionale il nostro club è riuscito a fare notizia a livello nazionale con la notizia che i titolari hanno parlato con la gente di Mario Balotelli. Non pensiamo che si muoverà verso E, ma nel caso stia ascoltando. Ciao Mario, il tuo ascolto di Steve e Carlo sul Reds Report e questo spettacolo è per i fan dai fan. So it is Thursday, it's two minutes past five. You're listening to The Vibe. This is Steve Andrews and Carlo Van Watering. And in the next hour, um, everything you need or want to know about Barnsley FC will be talked about in this show. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. Ciao, Steve. Ciao. Buonasera. Been practicing. Not speaking Americano. Right, so obviously there is no match to review because the lads weren't in action last week. So um, you've done a bit of a, uh, I was going to say a deep dive, but that could be construed completely oh, wrong. Matron. <laughs> um, you've had a little bit of a look at the new um, assistant, I suppose, in charge. Joseph Lauman. 
Joseph Laumann. Um, we're going to report a little bit of what we know from the two Reds that were on international duty for their under-23s, uh, sorry, under-21s. And obviously, we've got two previews as well. Uh, one being Forrest, uh, with the Forrest, uh, the lads from the Forrest Ramble podcast, and also an interview with Billy Grant, Billy the Bee from B Sotted as well. So plenty happening in the next uh, 57 minutes here on The Vibe. The Reds Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Opium. We're still oh, promoting them. They stopped sponsoring us two years ago. But, <laughs> but we're all about value for money, us. <laughs> Steve, how are we doing? All right, mate. Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, how have you found a weekend when there is no football? Because I know there was na- Nation League or whatever they call it, but it's a bit of a, a wet towel, it's isn't it? It's a bit it? of a letdown, isn't it, at a minute? Well, it is if you're know. English. Well, it is if you're English, yeah. Uh, it's all in through. I can't uh, remember whether you've mentioned that could, or not. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah, of course no, I mean, looking on Twitter as well, a lot of people... On Twitter, were saying you know they're not bothered about watching national national team at minute. It's you know they'd rather watch their own their own hometown teams than watch England. Which I've got to be I've got to be honest. I, I agree with. Him. Would, would it be different though if if they'd have won? <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> well, yeah, we're not glory hunters at all. Are we? Um, yeah, but you know it's, they're talking about Southgate possibly getting sacked and all this sort of thing. He's playing some at younger players. Some older players are pulling out. With injuries and stuff Never like that. Oh, God, you know, it's already gone into gutter, hasn't it? Straight away. Um, I don't know, it's just, can you cheer about it? Are you, are you watching football that you can cheer about when you're not really connected to it? I know, and, and we're living in, in, well, strange times with this COVID, lots of people working from home. Some, I know, still going in the office, but it's weird, isn't it? You know, pubs are shut, we can't go to the football. People are looking for something positive, and then when your team doesn't make the finals, it just becomes like, oh, we're not bothered kind of thing, are we? So. Oh, yeah, it's that apathy, isn't it? It's <laughs> it soon kicks in when you can't have a drink. <laughs> we know that. Um, so, uh, let's have a look then, first of all, at the, uh, uh, the well, I suppose, the second man in charge. Comes out. He's, he seems to have quite a few people around him, and uh, one of them a, a reasonably new one. Uh, yeah, Joseph Laumann, um, coming from... Uh, from Germany, actually, actually born in Morocco. Uh, his his dad was German. His mum, his mum was from Marrakesh. So they mm. are a little bit of information I'll for have you because I'm going next year. Yeah, September. we know. Yeah, I'll stop it. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's he's coming. Not a lot of people know much about him. Um, to be honest, he seems quite a, actually a private sort of guy because there's not a great deal of, of information uh, out there. Uh, he's, he's married. He's got a couple of kids. Um, He's not known uh, Valerian for quite for a long time. He's only known him since roughly around about uh, 2017, where they became friends through two different clubs. Um, as a player, he did play, but not at a, a very high level at all. Uh, he was a centre forward, he was a striker. Um, he, I suppose, his claim to fame he was in Schalke reserves. Uh, <laughs> which okay. I, don't, I don't know if that's a claim, a claim to fame or not. So a lot of his a lot of his playing career was actually in in the lower leagues, like in Germany uh, and over that side sort of thing. Um, however, one thing that I did find out, which I'm sure you'll find really really interesting, Go on. in 2008, Dunfermline Athletic had a tour of Austria, and he played one game on trial for him. Right, and obviously he weren't good enough because obviously he didn't, he didn't end up there, did he? So, uh, so no. So as I said, he's 
he's had a, a assistant manager for a, a, a few again lower league uh, German clubs. Uh, never worked with Valerian before, uh, so he's obviously brought him in and thinks that he can contribute to the team. Um, one thing that he has said uh, is that himself uh, and Murray and Tonda Eckhart are not actually he's not sort of Valerian's assistant. They work together as a team. Right to, to to help him, so there's not one man that's his assistant. Okay. He's got like a team behind him, which I think is very good. That's good. Um, it's it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because I suppose this he came in Valerian um, mid well not mid in that sort of run of games. He then managed a few games. He's now had uh, well a good couple of weeks, I suppose you could say, to really get to know his players, uh, work with them, and probably work on those things that led to that defeat at Cardiff. Uh, because don't get me wrong, you know, three wins, one defeat. There's nothing wrong with that. No, no. Um, but he, he's been able now probably to, to spend some targeted time with certain quality players. Time. Well, yeah, that's what you're looking at. Quality time. Isn't quality it? time. Quality street. Quality time. Yeah. Um, two of the players we know um, that were probably absent for some time were the two Basley players that were chosen for uh, their respective under-21 countries to represent them. Yeah. The first one being uh, Patrick Schmidt. Now, we, we've talked about Schmidt quite a lot and we know that lots of people really like him. It, it's been here a while now, but we still really have formed an opinion about him, have we? No, there's still questions. I think we, we, we touched on that yeah. last week. Uh, and again, for his, for his national side this uh, this last couple of days... He only played last. He came on as a sub again. Last thirty minutes. Um, unfortunately, there's not a great, great deal of match reports available for for for, for that for that game. So yeah, it's you know not people aren't shouting about it as though it's a world beater. But you know, he's again only played thirty minutes. Yeah. I mean, he's in the team and he's getting on the pitch. So obviously, their manager will see something there, in it. it. Yeah. But again. We've not seen anything, really anything of it, have we? No, no, we haven't. Um, the other player that we haven't really seen that much on the Valerian just yet, mm. uh, captained his um, under-21 yeah. side and, and played, played a full, full 90 game. minutes. Yeah, played a full game, Apoalme. Apoalme for uh, Finland. Centre-half, uh, centre-back, I'm, I'm guessing he played. Um, played the full game and the one. Uh, so he's obviously it must be well thought of uh, in under twenty one circles if he's got cap- captaincy as well. So that makes you wonder then whether he's going to push push into to our back three. Yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? Because in a way, it's really good that they they have this uh, other I suppose opportunity to to prove themselves maybe not the right word, but at least to play football and to represent their country. But at one point, is is there going to be a point for Halme to say, well, hold on, I'm, I'm captaining, albeit under-21s, but in that age group in this country, he must be the best and therefore he's the captain. It's not really getting a look in. Do you think there is a chance that maybe this season, if, if, if he doesn't get regular football, he's going to say, you know what, I'm not being funny, but I'm young, you know, I, this is my career. I need to go somewhere where I play regular. Because yeah, you'd think you'd think that sort of mentality, or you want him to have that sort of mentality that they want to fight, they want to fight to play football. Um, it, I mean, he was captain, played a full game. You'd like to think that maybe somebody from Barnsley, if not one of the backroom staff, was actually there to watch or watched it on a video, you know, and saw what he actually did, as he proved 
to them that he's good enough to you know break into the squad. He's all he's always in periphery at squad, isn't he? Yeah. But he's just not getting on field. But then again, is that testament to Anderson, Elliot, and Solbauer that's that's playing really well? Um, you know, he, he did have that that time where he played sort of the holding yeah. midfield position. Um, I mean, we've got a, a glut of midfielders as we know. Uh, so hopefully he's not necessarily looking for that sort of position, but he must be. I mean, it was shocking when he started. Let's face it, that first game he played were, were a bit like uh, Anderson, atro- wasn't he, when he started? Atrocious. But it, again, he's kept fighting. Yeah. He's got better. He's got an ideal person to learn from with Ishmael being a centre half. So you know, let's hope he can uh, sort of be challenging for one of them spots. Yeah, and, and one of the things I really liked is uh, before we talked about these two players where you said he don't see him as assistants, like they're all in it together kind of thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's really, really good. Um, we'll, we'll play some music first. And then I think before we do any preview, we need to talk about Mario Balotelli, this oh, rumour, oh, just, yeah. just to have a bit of a laugh. So uh, we'll play some music and then we're back. Is Balotelli really coming to town?
Farm all together now. Uh, Reds back in action on Saturday at home, followed by Tuesday night at home. However, before we start looking at uh, Nottingham Florist and uh, the bees that are coming to town on a Tuesday, we, we, we need to spend some time, Steve, yep. about um, discussing. So um, it, it broke out, I think it was the Mirror or whatever, saying that uh, there had been contact between, I quote, champion, championship strugglers Barnsley. We're in fifteenth, okay. by the way. Um, Champions Strugglers Barnsley with the agent of Mario Bellatelli. Now, some of the reactions on social media were, "Hello, is that Mario's agent?" Yes, we are from Barnsley. Phone put down. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. Can't you? Um, uh, somebody reported he doesn't want to play in the championship. So he will continue to train with the fourth division Italian team. I yeah, mean, you can't make it up, can sense, you? And um, no. listen, we've been shouting out for a target, man. Isn't he exactly what we need? Wow. <laughs> wow. I think there's, there's your two camps in there. Let's be honest. There's your two camps. There's some people who would say, why do we want him? Disruptive. Uh, you know, he'll upset the chemistry at dressing room. Um, you know, he'll train once... A uh, blue moon, yeah, <laughs> if he feels like it, um, you know. And w- would he actually bring anything at 30, 30 years old? I think he is, is he 30 now? Uh, would he actually bring anything to team uh, with his attitude? Okay, so I understand that, so that yeah. side of argument, fair enough. Then you look at other side of argument where, you know, he's an experienced striker. Um, he's still worshipped... Uh, in Manchester, Manchester City fans still think he were he were he was brilliant, um, and I personally just don't think there's enough characters like that, good or bad, whichever way. Mm. There's just not enough characters left in game. It's getting a bit too sterile. It's getting you know, let's have characters in sport. Um, you know, you want your 
I don't know, like your Paul Gascoigne's, that sort of thing. Your Roy Keane's. I mean, everybody talks about Roy Keane and his comments that he makes on Sky Sports these days. Uh, other sports programmes obviously are available. <laughs> um, but, you know, we like that bit of controversy. We like people to say... You know, say what you think for a change instead of just... Well, George Uristov did. It didn't work out well, well for him, did well, it? <laughs> OK, then. Um, in today's press conference, uh, Doug O'Kane, Barnsley Chronicle reported, uh, Barnsley had coach Valerian Ismail on Mario Balotelli. It's not a secret that we are looking for a striker and we have a lot of name proposed to us. Mario Balotelli was amongst them, but the most important thing is any player must be fit and able to contribute immediately. He went on to say, I understand it's a lovely story for the journalist but we have to look at what we could be good for Barnsley. I don't think we will go into more details with him. We spoke shortly with the board and I said clearly my opinion. Can we make out from that that it maybe is it's not so much about his football talents, more about his, um, let's say, at times disruptive or unique behaviour? I'll be honest, what I think it's more, more about will be his money. Because I ain't being funny, he's not going to come to play for us for... Eight, ten grand a week. He'll want a lot more than that, and I just don't think we would. We would, to be honest, entertain it. Um, so I think that's a back to the business side of it. Yeah. You know. Um, having said that, let's face it. We all want to. We all want to shirt. We uh, Balotelli on back, don't we? Which would be. I wonder about why. Why was the? <laughs> yeah, that's it. There you go. You see. Um, it's a great story. Uh, I think Valerian's what, what he's saying there is, yeah, it is good. It's good publicity, but I think he's looking. He's looking elsewhere. Just go on. Uh, go on. Just imagine I, though, right? I can imagine it, mate. We, don't we, 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 we finish recording, right? We walk to car park and you see him zooming down Peel Street in his car. Yeah. Uh, or he parks up outside Pinocchio. No, but there's clearly no parking. I'm going to set wheels. Will not be on very long, <laughs> yeah. now, will they? <laughs> Um, there is something about him, um, I suppose, with a lot of people in the in Israel. You know, when you, when you talk about, and I'm not comparing him. Don't get me wrong, but if you look at the the characters in the game, Gascoigne had his own problems, but was a character. George Best, a bit of yeah, a character. Yeah, yeah. All fantastic, fantastic footballers, though. And and I, I sort of get it. And on one side, I think. You know, he's, he's training with a fourth division Italian team. As we say, it oh, it's better than no, did it? Even if they say, we'll yeah. give you 10 grand a week and we'll give you an apartment at Gateway Plaza, oh, we'll give you a priority line to Romano's and Pinocchio's, you know. Are you on sponsorship, sponsorship duty? <laughs> no, that's the only thing. <laughs> only two I could think of. But other Italian restaurants are available. Um, and, and, yeah. And initially people say, it won't happen. But just the fact that there had been contact, is this maybe because... We were all talking about Tigerman, 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 Tigerman. Then we bring Matthew James in and Herbie Kane. And the talk of Tigerman sort of went down, 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 down. Um, is this maybe something that the board are saying, well, we'll just put this out there, just a piece to say, look, we are looking, we are looking. Or is it just a bit of a international break? It's a low news day, you know, nothing happening in the world. Let's just. It's a good bit of PR, isn't it? Mm. If there's any truth behind it, being honest... You can't, you can't see it coming to fruition, can you? However, you never know with Barnsley. Stranger things have happened, Stranger things have definitely happened. Definitely happened. What? And I completely forgot the name. But you talk about strange things in football. Which Welsh football team has just been bought by Ryan Reynolds and, and another Hollywood star a couple of days ago? Have they? I've yeah, seen that. Yeah, yeah. They bought, a, they bought a, a, a Welsh football team, fourth division or something. Yeah. Um, wow. I can't remember. I'll have to look. 
just hypothetically, Dan, this go is the last then. question go I'm going to ask you. Here we go, here we go. Chaplin or Balotelli? Oh, unfair, unfair. <laughs> Balotelli all day long. And so, percentage-wise, Balotelli coming to Barnsley? No, I'm sorry. I'd love it. I, I really would, but no, I don't think so. Right, so you said no. I said, I said well, I'm, I'm probably not, but maybe not fully gone to bed. Now, we've seen the publicity. Yeah. Loads of people, including you, tagged him on Twitter. I did, I did. So... Because he follows me on Twitter, as you well know. Well, I know. Well, I didn't want to say that, but yeah, he does. So, just in case he's listening... Go on. Ciao, Mario. This one is for you.
If you're at home and you're listening and you think, what the, what's that? Listen, we try and fit the music around <laughs> the news articles we have. Be grateful because last week Steve wanted Little Mix. Yes. But I had to give him this one because I think if any... <laughs> can you imagine? Coming on for Barnsley, number 39. I'm 60 years Anyway, anyway. Um, back to the um, serious uh, business of championship football. Yep. Saturday, the Reds are at home. Um, they take on a Nottingham Forest side that currently sit in 20th. A point below us, I believe. A point below us. Um, just missed out on the playoffs, wasn't it, last yep. uh, last season. And um, from what we know, a much changed team, Steve. Yeah. Um, spent a, a little bit of money over, over the so-called summer. Uh, and they've got, I mean, they've got players, I had a look today, they've got players that I didn't realise that I've got premiership experience. Matt Dawson, Anthony Knockhart, I'd forgotten Anthony Knockhart were there. Uh, obviously, Lyle Taylor from Charlton's uh, gone to Forest. Uh, they've got Lewis Graben, who all this seems to play well against us. Yeah. Carl Jenkinson from Arsenal, um, originally, he's he's there. Uh, so they've got, you know, they've got some really good players, and you, you just wonder how come the, I suppose, a bit like Derby down at that sort of bottom end. Um, I messaged uh, through Twitter our friends at the Forest Preview um, podcast because of technical troubles. I know I keep saying that. Um, I've got the I've got the um, the interview hmm. on uh, my phone because my disc won't work. And this is what he had to say about the team, the changes to the team, the danger man for Barnsley and a possible score forecast. Forest have never been that good at dealing with big strikers who can play as a proper number nine. Um, so if he's playing, it's going to cause us some problems. However, I think as well... Let's just start that again, because it started towards the end of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Matt. Slip disc. So Forest's season is... It got off to a really bad start, and part of the reason was because of how, how disjointed everything was. Part of the problem was that Forrest kind of had a sledgehammer to crack a walnut. Last season, we failed to get into the playoffs, and deservedly so. But we weren't far off having a good team and a good squad. And so signing 14 players was a bit excessive, I thought. And so, yes, our team probably will look very different to the last time we played at the end of last season and even at the beginning of this season. Um, Not so much in terms of shape, but certainly in terms of personnel. Is 20th a fair reflection of Forest season so far? Absolutely. Um, The start of the season was absolutely terrible. As you know, four straight defeats in the league, five if you include the uh, League Cup match over at your place. And Forest, you know, couldn't hit a cow's arse with a banjo. So for Chris Hewton to spend the last month getting uh, three wins and three draws out of the seven matches, I thought was really quite impressive. But it means that we are low down in the league table. I think that will improve because there does seem to be an upward trajectory and a sign that the team have a bit of a plan now, which is something that was missing under Sabri Lamushi. Having mentioned that Forest have got different personnel now compared to last season, the main thing you'll notice is that they are trying to play it a little bit more um, and use the forward impetus a bit better. So in midfield, Ryan Yates, if he plays, he's been released from playing as a number six to more of a box-to-box player. And we know what Harry Arter can do at this level if he plays. Also, we've signed Anthony Knockhart, who adds a bit of the unknown um, in the forward positions. But the big star in the last few matches has been Lyle Taylor. 
proven at this level. He's got power, he's got pace, he's got unpredictability, and most importantly, he's got quality, and right now, he's got confidence. So you're going to have a job to keep him quiet. Who are we worried about in the Barnsley team? Well, obviously, if Corley Woodrow's fit and plays, he's the big danger man. Forrest have never been that good at dealing with big strikers who can play as a proper number nine. Um, so if he's playing, it's going to cause us some problems. However, I think as well, you know, we know that the key man um, in your team, as far as the rest of the world is concerned, is Alex Mowat. Um, oh, to have a midfielder who can sit, who can bring it forward, who's got a great shot on him. And I just think that the guy oozes quality. I hate making score predictions. I always have hated it and I always will hate it. Um, I would hope that Forrest's upward trajectory under Chris Hewton would lead to them having a sniff of getting a win. Um, Forrest will try and keep it tight. The big problem for Forrest comes when they concede first. So if they can keep it tight, then they might want to do a bit of a smash and grab. However, I think we probably will try and score, especially with Lyle Taylor being in good form. Um, but I also think that as you've got the home advantage, I'm going to go for a one-all. So, Rich from the Forest Ramble, um, he's going for a one-all. Some interesting things in there, actually, isn't it? Because for a team that narrowly missed out on the playoffs, they made an awful start. And obviously, they brought loads and loads of players in. I mean, some of the, the players he mentions there, but you mentioned, um, 14 players, that's almost like a brand new team. team. They're not the team they were last season, are they? No, and they're still, I would say, still getting used to playing with each other. Yeah, and uh, the new manager. And the new manager, I mean, Chris Hewton. I didn't realise this. Do you know how old he is? 61. Hey? Yeah, I know. I was surprised. Unless Wikipedia is wrong. <laughs> other information sites are available. Um, but no, you know, end of last season, they sort of threw it away in, to a certain extent. Um, so, you know, have they panicked? I don't know. They've thrown some money at it. They've brought a lot of players in. I'd like to think they are still getting used to playing with each other. Um I don't know why he thinks that Corley Woodrow's that big striker up front. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I get where he's coming from. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate the, the comments about Moit, definitely. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, they're not, they've always been a good side. They were actually one of my first teams that I, I supported back in the day when Brian Clough were there and they had the players like your Gary Bertels and your John Robertson, Kenny Burns and, you know, European Cup winners. Uh, so I've actually got a bit of a soft spot for Forrest. Oh, dear. That's not good, is it? <laughs> what have you said? I know. And listen, I, I, I said it before. I said it in the, 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 the Sky Championship podcast that I thought the big teams in this division were Forrest, Derby and Wednesday. Yeah. Well, that worked out well for me, didn't it? We know a lot <laughs> about football on this show, don't that we? That shows you just what I know. Um, Lyle Taylor... He's, he's one of them that I think every, like for us, every Barnsley fan loves to hate Ryan Taylor, but would, you'd love him in your team, wouldn't you? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. I mean, that 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 penalty, <laughs> the way he takes it, <laughs> there is nothing more frustrating as a sort of like an opposition fan when you watch him. But um, he, I would presume when he, when he joined for us, thinking that they'd be, uh, you know, challenging for at least the playoffs, who knows, maybe the, the top two top two positions, 
But under Hewton, they've they've got a, a huge, huge manager with the vast experience. If anybody can sort of gel these 40 new players into a team that can challenge for promotion, it, it's Chris Hewton, isn't it? I think if we're going to get anything off Forest this season, it'll be on Saturday. Because when it comes to the rematch uh, down there in Nottingham, I think they'll be up top end, if not at the top with the players. And the man, I do like Chris Hewton. I can remember him playing mm. and as a manager. Uh, yeah, I've got a lot of time for him. I think he's got a lot of a lot of skills. Mm. Uh, Tan are at home, um, so we we are we going? Oh, well, yay! I, I was going to say we welcome the uh, uh, Nottinghamshire team, but uh, given the history between the teams and things that happened way before I way, came to this country, way, yeah. uh, uh, which we're not going into, but I do, I will, I will push you for a, a score prediction for uh, for Saturday first of all fantastic football's back because my Saturday afternoons are not the same exactly yeah but um, what do you think then so Barnsley at home versus Forest first match and this we, we're now going into a period of football with no stops until March so every weekend the Reds are playing uh, this was the international break we've had the next one is in March so that's towards the end of the season well, the thing so. is as well and they've uh, they've made it so you can, you can name uh, you can play five subs, haven't they? Yes. Uh, yeah. From this Saturday, so you can, you can name nine and play five of your nine. So I, that, I think that, besides the eleven and then the nine, we, we don't know. We ain't got anybody else. Well, that's it. You're playing with a full squad, so yeah. uh, Valerian's got a. You know, he, he's got them options then on the bench when everybody's fit to to change things around. But if we can carry on as form as we are, uh, I, I don't see why we can't basically do what we did at Derby, uh, knock it around a bit. And I think, I think. We're looking at 2-1. So you say 2-1 to the Reds? I say 2-1 to the Reds. Um, I say Barnsley 3, Nottingham 1. Welcome to town, lads.
of dan- dat- dancing going on in the studio. Enjoyed that. <laughs> Mainly from Steve. Thanks. The Jam Town Cold Valleys uh, as a preview of the uh, visit of Nottingham Forest on Saturday against the Reds. Um, two home games in a row, Mr Andrews. Yes. So we entertain Sheffield, Sheffield uh, Nottingham Forest on Saturday. And then on Tuesday, we welcome our friends from, is it West London? I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, Brentford. Uh, yeah, from Brentford. Now, last time we played them, uh, The Great Escape, many, many podcasts, YouTube videos oh, and God, yeah. everything. Um, we can probably say two different teams and, and, and playing maybe slightly different. You know, we've got different manager, they've got different players. How do you see this one? Because I always thought... Brentford is a really good footballing team. Yeah, the, I mean, we watched them last season, obviously. Um, they played some lovely football mm. because they had some, they, well, they still have got some class class players. Ethan Pinnock, um, we loved him here. Mm. Five, five-year contract extension he signed. Is that what he's got now? Yeah. I don't blame it. I don't blame him at all. Keep him there because he, he's, he is he's massive for him, especially alongside uh, Pontius Janssen, mm. who they got from Leeds, obviously. Uh, so yeah, re- really good. But then you've got to look at who they've who they've sold. I mean, they've made some uh, some big money. Well, I, 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 I was going to ask you about that because the model we work on, they they seem to be doing the same, but just on a larger scale because they can sell only Watkins. Uh, who obviously is is thoroughly enjoying his life at Villa at the moment. Twenty eight million, moving up to 30, 32, 33 million, yeah. is it? They spent ten million then on Ivan Tony. Uh, we're going to hear in a minute from Billy from uh, the Besots podcast. Um, he's got ten and eleven, so and they got him. And people saying he's not worth ten million, but to Brentford he was because they lost another one that scored for fun. Um, clever business, and it shows that they could combine that business model as well as competing for. I know obviously they, they narrowly missed out thanks to us, but they could do both, can't they? Yeah, they've they they look at it both as a business and uh, as a community. It's a community club. Mm. Uh, they've just got the new stadium. Uh, like you say, Watkins want, went for a lot of money. Ben Rama went to West Ham again for a lot of money. Two of their you know, fantastic attacking players. It's a BMW, wasn't it, up front? Yeah. Uh, you're going to tell me the other one then now, aren't you? No, you're not. Are you no. give me that blank one. <laughs> anyway, that other one up front. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, you know, they brought Ivan Tony in. When we had him, he was all right, but nothing sparkling. Uh, we had uh, Adam Armstrong. Armstrong, who's now at Blackburn, knocking him in for fun. Yeah. You know, we had him on loan. He went on to Peterborough, Tony, uh, and I hate to say it learnt his craft, if oh, you no, wish. No, he did, he did, he became... Uh, and he's, he's, he's become a you know a big money signing for Brentford, but he's, he's paying that back. And if they do get promotion this year, or if they're up that top end this year, you know, he's, he's doing what he's been bought to do. I think for a lot of Barnsley fans, it's always like, oh, well, he was all right-ish for us. Yeah. There is a bit, let's be completely honest, for a lot of people, there is some jealousy in there that actually maybe we didn't recognise that or I don't know if we ever tried to go in for whatever, but Peterborough did well. And Peterborough stood firm saying, listen, he might be League One, but he's worth 10 million. And Brentford, he was worth the 10 million for Brentford. And let's face it, if you have striker who after 11 matches scored 10 goals already, that's worth, that's worth a lot, isn't it? Oh, of course it is, of course it is. And Brentford will be looking at him like they did with Ollie Watkins, like they did with Ben Rama. If he can score goals, 
whether he gets them up into Premiership or not, his market value obviously is going to go through the roof. So when you're buying players at ten million, which God, I wish we could, but then you can be selling them for like your twenties and your thirties, and that is the business model I'm guessing that we are trying to aspire to. Yeah. And if we can get twenty eight million for Woodrow at the end of this season, that'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? It would, wouldn't it? Um, so. Uh, Billy Grant from the Besotted Podcast. Well, actually, he's involved with quite a few podcasts. Um, I WhatsApped him the other day and asked him these questions. Following the disappointment of last season's final day result, how much has the team changed? You're currently in 11th position. Is that a fair reflection of your season so far? Who are your key men? Where do you see Barnsley's main danger coming from? And what's your forecast for the final score? Um, I downloaded his answers onto my disk, well, onto my external hard drive. That's not working. So, uh, luckily, he sent me another one. This is five minutes. Let's just see what Billy had to say. Hello, Carlo and the Ritz reports. Carlo and the Ritz reports crew. This is Billy from Besotted Podcast. Just bear with me because I've got this on my phone and obviously I didn't do this right, did I? Try again. Podcast and blog. And uh, good to chat to you again. Thanks for having me on. Get on with you, Billy. Barnsley are playing Brentford again. And the last time we played you, I think I'm still shaking. It was such an exciting match. And, and that game was the, was, was the end for us. Uh, we could have gone up. If we got just one point, we'd have got promoted. But we didn't do it. To be fair, the ball was in our court. And we didn't take it. Barnsley played really well in that game. And you got the result that you needed to to make sure that you were going to be playing Brentford again this season in this match. And you're asking me how much has the team changed since then? The team's changed only a little bit. I mean, obviously, Ollie Watkins has gone to Aston Villa. £33 million we got through, which is a lot of money as well. And also, Saeed Ben Rama's off to, to West Ham for £25 million as well. Brentford, as you do, we get them in for a little bit of money. We develop them up and then we move them on. Barnsley know a lot about that. So it's frustrating because... Ollie Watkins, great player. He's going to be playing for England, I believe, in the Euros next year. So it's really sad to see him go, but we move on. And in's come Ivan Tony. What a player. The guy sees the net, bang, balls in the back of the net. So it's going to be exciting, and it's still early days for him, yeah? But, you know, he scored 10 goals in 11 games. So fingers crossed he'll keep doing that as well. We've also signed Saman Godos, who we've been trying to get in for a while, and we've got him in as well. So he actually plays kind of in and amongst the front three as well. Now we've got Janel as well, who plays defensive central midfielder. So he's almost like the, he's like the second string defensive central midfielder but because Norgard is out at the moment now he's getting quite a bit of game time and also I'd say incoming is a player who's actually been at Brentford for four years Marcus Force he came from our B team and the guy's unbelievable he's played about 30 minutes he scores once every 30 minutes he just comes on for sort of 10-15 minutes at a time and bang puts the ball in the back of the net so he's like been a real refreshing addition to our side he went over to AFC Wimbledon last season but last season at AFC Wimbledon, he got injured because he's come back straight into the Brentford side now and he's causing a bit of damage. 11th position Brentford are in at the moment now. Is this a fair reflection? I suppose, yes, it is, because we haven't got the points that we needed to get to get higher up in the table. A lot of people sort of kind of tarried us to be, you know, first or second automatic promotion. And I think that's a bit of a neck, a noose around our neck at the moment now. And uh, I think, you know, we're just taking it as it comes. The fact is that we've got a couple of new players in. You know, obviously Watkins, Ben Rama has left. We've got, you know, Tony's just starting to slot in. Godosh is still kind of trying to get going. But also the fact that Norgard is out, which is 
a big thing for you because Norgard being out means that you guys in the midfield there, you can actually try and dominate things. That is a big blow for us. And also Pontus Janssen being out, that's a big blow for us as well. Plus, we've not been putting away the chances. We've been creating the chances. We're numbering the XG chart. Barnsley, again, would know all about that. Create lots of great chances, but we haven't been putting them away. So we're number one in in, 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 the, in the in the league as far as XG is concerned, but number 11 in the real league. So... It, if we don't start increasing putting our chances away, you know, we're not going to be climbing up the table. But saying that, you know, there's 30-odd games left to go, and I'm really confident that Brentford will actually do the business. Compared to last season, we've still got one point more than we were at this time last season. We've got a better goal difference. Um, we've won the same. We've lost less matches. So, listen, it's still very early days yet. Our key men, like I said to you, Ivan Tony, brilliant player, brilliant striker, and he looks like he's going to be top, top dollar. We've got a bit of an in-joke besides saying that you know when he scored 10 in 10 we thought is he going to get 46 goals in 46 games big question mark on that one I'm not quite sure if he will but let's just see Marcus Force as well he's a big key player for us when he comes on Norgard I've mentioned him before he is so integral to the way that we play and we have to kind of work around that he's not in this team at the moment now the same with Pontus Janssen but also one of your old boys Ethan Pinnock what a brilliant player he is what a lovely bloke and what a great player he was the rock especially the back end of last season and um, I'm a little bit glad for him as well that you know he hasn't made that little step up to the Premier League but he will get there eventually whether or not it's with us or with another team Don Barnsley's main danger Cowley Woodrow and Connor Chaplin are the two obvious ones that people will say, but I'm actually going to go for Alex Marek because he's like the he's the man in the middle. He's like that, the general in there, the one that makes it all tick. And uh, yeah, if you start to command the midfield, him and that Callum Styles in there, it could cause us a few problems. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed we're going to be on the money on that one. My forecast for the final score, I'm going to go 2-0 to Brentford because we got kept back on track. We were kind of sort of like, the car was sort of chugging along, you know, down on the motorway, but not going too fast before the international break. And we really need to actually kind of put our foot on the accelerator and get away. So this is no disrespect to Barnsley. You're a great side. You've got some great fans. You play some great football. But we need to beat you so that we can actually start elevating ourselves and getting back ourselves on track. So listen, guys, enjoy the game. Stay safe, as they say. Hopefully we'll be out of lockdown soon. Hopefully the vaccine will come soon. And next season, if we're lucky, we might even see you for the return match at the old number. Number seven bar up in Barnsley. Stay safe. See you soon. Thank you.
by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Six minutes to six, you're listening to The Vibe. Red Report, Steve Andrews, Carlo Van der Watering. I'm just looking back there on the interview with Billy. Uh, Billy Talk Sense, yep. uh, their podcast, Be Sotted, he does a few of them, uh, a very informed sort of guy, he speaks very well, speaks very highly of Barnsley. Put Barnsley as his um, wildcard team to actually do wow. really well. So, very good, yeah. um, what he says there, it's what we said, isn't it? You let Barama go, you let Watkins go, you got 60 up million, you pay 10 million for a striker that is still putting the goal in back of the net. Um, compared to maybe Nottingham Forest that are a bit of a transformation stage, um, Brentford's not going to be easy for us, is it? No, I don't think so. They've still got a lot of players that's been there for the last. I don't know. I mean, he said that young lad that's come in, he's been at club for four years and he's, yeah. he's obviously ground running. Uh, and he said, you know, in his own words, he said, he's, you know, he's, he's fantastic. He's coming and, and doing business for him. Tony, you know, you can't fault that. He's, you know, 10, 10 goals in 11 games. I can't really see him scoring 46 goals in 46 <laughs> games, but you never know. Brilliant. You never know. Uh, but no, they are a good football inside to watch. And yeah, it's... It's a business plan that, you know, I think we're a little bit envious of, to be honest. He's very much in form, this Tony. Yep. Um, and Anderson, um, a helic. 
a soul bower? Do you just say first five minutes? Just floor him. Are you insinuating <laughs> that they ought to give him a little rattle? I, but don't you? If somebody's in form, playing against the team he used to play for, that's extra motivation again. There is no fan, so we need to make any... But you would, wouldn't you? You'd just get into the ribs, just to sort of say, it's not going to be easy today, pal. Because I've got this nightmare scenario in my head, and I can't get rid of it, that last week we said, Helix's not been dribbled past. And I thought, uh, yeah. You're saying. yeah, yeah. You'd like to think, personally, I'd like to think Sol Bauer will be the man to let's just say keep him quiet, Tame let's, him let's do it that way. Tame him. Yeah. Um, their manager is is not often spoken about. Uh, was a relatively stranger when he when he came in. Yeah. He's done well with them. There was there was a lot of expectation on Brentford. They spent on Janssen. They spent uh, on. Um, Ethan Pinnock. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Pinnock, like I say, signed five-year extension. Um, Nordgaard, I think that was the player that was looking at Barnsley or Brentford and then opted for uh, for Brentford. Um, do you see them sort of at the top there uh, fighting for one of the two top spots or do you think that maybe, you know, playoffs best what they can hope for? No, um, they, were nearly, they nearly made it last season. Hmm. Uh, you'd think, oh, they've lost two other star players Tony's come in and, and taking that mantle on straight away so that unlike Forest it's like nearly a, a complete rebuild with Brentford it was just you've lost a couple of cogs mm-hmm. you just need to sort of replace them with a, at least the same if not better like you said Tony's come in bump and he, he's firing so no I think Brentford will be up there and there, I think more playoffs than your, your top two spots, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think I think they've every chance to be. And like you said, their manager, relatively unknown, is coming and is playing some really attractive football. And it's well, again, yeah. it's it's what what we would like to see down at Barnsley. Uh, Brentford is for me not a weak spot. But one of the teams that I think just yeah. Clubs running the right way. They've got a lovely new stadium from what I've seen from images. Yeah. We've not been able to go yet. Um, right, forecast then, Steve Andrews. Oh, now then. This is this is definitely a, a more difficult one. Um, I'd like to think, again, us carrying on our good form, it'd be a good solid point. I know normally you say we'll take a point away from home, but from Brentford, even down at, at Oakwell, I would say I'd be happy with a point. So possibly... And, uh, you know, two note, uh, two apiece. Um, four, four points then for a possible six, two whole matches. It's respectable, isn't it? I'd take that. I'd take that against, against the teams that we're playing against. Notts Forest, bit of a rebuild. Brentford, just having a tweak sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I'd take. I'd take four points out of that. Yeah. Jordan Williams and uh, Romal Palmer back in training following their injuries. Uh, Barnsley still the youngest, the youngest. Uh, well, of the eleven players that we fielded these last uh, ten matches, or yeah, eleven matches, uh, the youngest yeah. uh, lineup. Brentford's third in that table, so very much a young side. So very much young talent on show on uh, Tuesday evening. Um, I, um, it, it, it's a hard one. Um, I think I think Forest. I want to win more about you know more local. 
I hate Lyle Taylor with all due respect because he's so good because whenever he plays against us yeah. you hate yeah. him because he scores um, Brantford is a little bit more soft spied um, I'll, I'll go 1-1 one, one. and again like you you know I'd be I'd be happy if yeah. we if we could sit here next week with four points uh, yeah four points from two matches yeah. I'd, I'd be more than happy as long as we don't lose innit? that's it of course it is, of course it is. fantastic Steve um, as always thank you very 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 Pleasure. much uh, Pleasure. for joining us next week a bit busier two reviews and a preview and no me, more international breaks now and my Italian shirt on yes. give it a look yeah um, we'll have a look uh, and we'll we'll go to uh, an Italian establishment and we'll have, we'll have that interview with Mario that's if he gets back after I left him on 17 voicemails earlier on today um, so don't forget Barnsley are in action on Saturday afternoon against Forest and two younger sides in the EFL Championship face each other on Tuesday evening at Oakwell. You've been listening to The Red Report, Steve Andrews, Carlov and the Watering, back again next week, live at five. Home Recovery Podcast. Let's discuss a very real existential threat to internet speed. It's a big one. Ready? T-Mobile Home Internet. It lags. Now what is lag? Lag is a delay in data being transmitted across the internet. For example, you're hitting that hot drop, the parachute cuts out, you've got an unsuspecting bot in your sights, and lag! You were actually eliminated 10 seconds ago. Nobody deserves that. So stop letting T-Mobile Home Internet ruin everything and switch to Xfinity. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash T-MoFacts. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping. And Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? You reds? 
at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.